5. Just listen for the word of God. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, greeting the child left within her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me? Who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord? And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, who has looked with favor on the lowliness of God's servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is God's name. God's mercy is for those who fear God from generation to generation. God has shown strength with God's arm and has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. God has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. God has filled the hungry with good things according to the promise God made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. I have traveled farther, you have come and chosen me now to carry your son. Mary's mysterious words, Mary's words of joy, Mary's pondering in her heart. Because there are times in the walk of faith when no one but you really knows what God is doing in your life. Sometimes you don't even know. And when that happens, life can be pretty scary. When Mary accepted the task of bearing the Christ child, she began such a walk. Most people were simply not prepared to comprehend what was happening in her life, this unexpected gift from God. A maiden woman, an unmarried girl, poor, not noteworthy at all, pregnant with the Son of God, why would she be chosen by God? She had no special gifts, no experience caring for babies or raising children, no wealthy family to support this unexpected and undoubtedly embarrassing pregnancy, no renowned family lineage to explain why she would bear the King of Israel and no dashing fiancé to whisk her off to foreign lands where she could bear that 
illegitimate child in private. Why such an ordinary girl to bear God's special gift to the world? Because God wanted the best for this precious gift. God elevated a girl that, yeah, her neighbors and her friends might have called insignificant, but Mary was not insignificant to God. This is the way God works, folks. Turns to ordinary people who have an extraordinary spirit or who are simply open to the extraordinary gifts that God's spirit gives to us. And at that moment, these people become significant to God. I told June that Sonny's been on my shoulder all week because Sonny Bud was that kind of a person, as is his wife, June. Ordinary people, I know June, you don't want me to call you ordinary, but there it is. Ordinary people who've made such a significant impact on the world by simply being open to God's extraordinary spirit. Was there a song to sing? Then Sonny and June sang it. Was there a trip to take? Then Sonny and June took it. Was there a smile or a hug that was needed? Then Sonny and June gave it. This church is full of significant people Ordinary, yes, but open to the extraordinary spirit that God has given. Pam and Doug and BJ and Jennifer and Steve and their amazing gifts of music and creativity that turn not just our Sunday mornings but every Christmas Eve into something magical. Connie and Ethel and other trustees over the years Julie and Lynn and Marlene and Sharon who usher us in and keep the background of worship running seamlessly. And then there's the always ready and willing ones like Mary across the way who's teaching the children, well, usually to make sandwiches for the homeless, this week to make reindeer poop for the alternative holiday market. Or just a few days ago, baking up dozens of turkeys so that we could host Thanksgiving for our community. Sally and Lisa and so many of our church members who jump right in when the ASL needs a meal or our LA children need Christmas gifts. Roger and Bill and the other church mice who keep our building running smoothly and functioning every single week. And the unsung heroes like Kathy and Anne and Dawn and Judy and Greg and Kristen who put on a pot of coffee or decorate a room or unlock a door, whatever is needed to bring hospitality and a warm welcome to this church. The list could go on and on and on of how many people here and in our community manage to carve out time and give of themselves, give of their money, their talents, their belongings to make not just this church but this community and this world a better place, showing the world that God is with us. Ordinary people doing extraordinary things because an extraordinary God is living in our hearts.
we ordinary people are bearing the Christ child like the ordinary Mary, mother of Jesus. The fact is we are called to bear the Christ child. And when we accept this call, we will find that extraordinary spirit within ourselves and be able to offer extraordinary gifts. Advent is our reminder, this calling to walk with Christ in our hearts and in our lives, not just at Christmas, but every day of every year. And when we embark on this journey of carrying the hope of Christ, of bearing the Christ child, God's word, God's wisdom comes to us. But to bring forth the best as Mary did, we have to start believing this word, this wisdom that we are significant to God because Christ lives in each of us. And believing it means living it. Walking on the journey, even when no one understands where we're going or why we're going there. When Mary heard, you shall bear a son, she simply believed and began preparing for the birth of a child. She believed God's word as it had come to her and prepared to devote her life to this child, first by visiting her older cousin, Elizabeth. I am waiting in a silent prayer. I am frightened by the load of in a world as cold as stone must I walk this path alone be with me now be with me now It took courage for Mary to step out in faith. But she did, accepting this extraordinary gift and call from God, and then looking around for where would the help come from. And so she traveled to Elizabeth's to find that support and that wisdom, the love and companionship from this aged, wise cousin that she needed. Mary's journey of faith was well rewarded for in Elizabeth, she found not only a warm welcome and a friendly reunion, but also an affirmation that she had heard God's voice clearly and that she was responding appropriately. You can imagine that many of her family members were not responding quite as positively as Elizabeth did. Elizabeth was different. She didn't ask questions about why or how or what have you done, girl. She didn't ask questions about due dates or which of their pregnancies was the most difficult. Elizabeth was one old lady carrying that baby. No, Elizabeth just, the baby in her womb leaped for joy because Elizabeth and her child felt God's pleasure 
felt God's joy as they recognized that Mary was now carrying the Christ child, the long-awaited hope for Israel. And what better way to express that joy, that excitement, that anticipation, even the fear and trembling, than with a leap, a leap of joy, a jump of fear, a leap of faith. I don't know if you've ever felt that leap of recognition, that wondrous amazement when a friend calls just when you most needed to hear their voice. When a letter comes just when you thought no one cared. Or when someone says out loud exactly what you were thinking but were afraid to say. If you know those times, you know that happy, funny feeling in your stomach when you breathe that sigh of relief at good news. Or when your head can hardly catch up with the joy your heart feels at a much needed surprise. When I think of Elizabeth's baby jumping for joy in her womb, I, I just always have this image of little lambs and how they react when they're first born. Now I'm a cat person, cats don't react this way. They're scared, they close their eyes, they shut everything off. But baby lambs, that's a whole different story. They get up right away. They totter around for a bit. They're pretty shaky. But before you know it, they start hopping in the funniest ways. They're the silliest little things. They think they're rabbits for a little while, I guess. They're ambling around with the joy of new life they've discovered, leaping with the recognition that they are in the world. They're in the world of light and adventure. And so they leap for joy. Now, Elizabeth was an old lady. She couldn't leap, but that baby in her womb could. And then she leaped in her own way with words so unexpected, so surprisingly different from the other words I imagine came from Mary's family. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. In these words, Elizabeth recognizes that Mary is blessed. She's received a huge blessing. Her life has purpose she could never have imagined. Mary is moving toward becoming a new person, a new child of God as she prepares to give birth to God's own son. And she doesn't face this purpose alone any longer. Her purpose now becomes a part of Elizabeth's blessing and purpose. These boys will be cousins. They will be closely connected. John will eventually be the one who prophesies what Jesus and who Jesus will be. Because Mary's gift is catching, just as any gift of life with God ought to be catching. This is a blessing to be shared so that all people will step forward with Mary, will leap in faith, onto journeys of unknown territory, maybe even leap with joy, maybe sometimes leap with fear and trembling, but always with that certain vision that good will triumph, that although people may not understand what in the world God is doing, God will prevail. And eventually people will hear and recognize God's voice, and we'll live with Christ's love in our hearts and our lives. Mary's blessing is not simply that she believes, but that we all 
might believe because she first believed. Mary recognizes God's voice. She believes God's word, and she recognizes that she is not alone. She is with God, the God who has the power to reverse fortunes in this world. Breath of heaven, hold me together, be forever near me. Breath of heaven, breath of heaven, light in my darkness, pour over me your holiness, for you are holy. Breath of heaven. Do you wonder as you watch my face if a wiser one should have had my place? But I offer all I am for the mercy of your plan. Help me be strong. Help me be. Help me. We all need to know that we are not alone, that we have God's help. Because we are all, like Mary, called to bear the Christ child, to carry God's hope forward in a world filled with sorrow and despair. But when Christ is born in our hearts, we find ourselves, ordinary though we may be, able to do extraordinary things. To sense when a friend needs our support, like Mary needed Elizabeth's, to recognize when our gifts or our talents have a place in our church or in our community, to find that extra ounce of energy to read a bedtime story or sing a song with our child later this evening, to look for Christ in the people we pass each day on the street, to offer the hand of forgiveness to a friend or a family member who has hurt us, Ordinary people, able to achieve extraordinary things because of the extraordinary gift of God's Spirit living within us. We, like Mary, praise God when we recognize this Christ child within, this spirit of love and hope. We are able to respond with our lives and our gratitude. And when we respond, we are leaping for joy. And God laughs joyfully when we leap. And even when our leaps are tentative or filled with fear and trembling, God is with us, holding us, helping us keep our balance 
and to leap a little more courageously. We are not alone when we hear and respond. We have one another. We have the God who loved us enough to send us a child, the Christ, the one who is love incarnate, love with us, love in our lives. Breath of heaven, hold me together, be forever near me. Breath of heaven, breath of heaven, light in my darkness, pour over me your holiness, for you are holy. Breath of heaven, breath of heaven, breath